Howdy ho everyone and welcome back to the show. Today is Thursday, June 3rd, 2021 and today we are going to discuss the pros and cons of interabled relationships or just using that phrase in general. Coming right up on Handy Schlapped. Thank you again for joining this week on Handy Schlapped. Everyone, I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. And as I said, uh, this week we are going to discuss interabled relationships. Now we're not actually going to sit here and talk about whether they're good or bad or the, the, the literal pros and cons of an interabled relationship. First of all, as of now, I'm going to lessen my usage of that phrase because it seems that like a lot of us disabled folks, including myself, are getting really tired of that phrase, interabled. It just seems like that's a usage that's becoming more harmful than helpful and how we observe the awareness of a disabled person dating a non-disabled person. And for those that are oblivious or unaware, that's exactly what an interabled relationship is. You know, someone in the public eye, that is, we typically label it as someone with a disability who is dating, engaged, or married to a non-disabled person. Okay, so the example of this, the prime example of this, especially right now, is the YouTube channel, channel Squirming Grubs with Shane Burka and his wife, Hannah. I don't know if she uses his last name, I don't know if she kept hers. That's none of my business. Um, according to the videos, I don't remember. But I love watching their YouTube channel. A lot of us enjoy watching their YouTube channel. Personally, I don't really have a problem with them. I'm going to go on a little tangent here. It seems that people don't really find their livelihood and everything they're doing to be authentic. You know, they're always going to have those people out there. The people that say that Hannah is just in it for the money, that she's just, um, here's one, I, that she's an actress and that YouTube approached them to make this little YouTube reality show, so to speak, and to make money. And that there's individual YouTube YouTubers out there that I've watched who go out of their way to make little cell phone videos talking about how, oh, this relationship is so fake. Look at that poor guy. He's so severely physically disabled. There's no way that she would be with a dude like that. You know, these are the same kind of people that sit in their cars with their cell phones making uh, coronavirus videos. You know, they're sitting in their car, they got their hats on with the sunglasses, uh, broadcasting the truth about the coronavirus and everything. And, uh, 
you know, just it's people like that that are. I'm not saying I'm on their side or I'm against them. I'm just making an observation that these are the very similar type of people that just have to break down something and just make themselves look like complete fools. People that go out of their way to say that this abnormal, uncommon perception of a relationship or just an uncommon relationship is fake and stupid and all about money. You know, there's that kind of thing I see more and more now, you know, as the widespread of people self-broadcasting, making their little videos saying um, whatever they want, thinking their two cents matters, that they can put their thoughts on this. It's just stupid. And who would go out of their way to not even take the real time to watch their YouTube channel to see the authentic love for each other. Like, if you know anything about love and relationships and you look at the way Hannah looks at Shane whenever he speaks, that's not acting. She's looking at him with real love there. You know, I've seen what love looks like I have an idea of what it is, and that's love right there, the way they just look at each other and what they say about each other. That kind of chemistry, you can't find that really anywhere. Their chemistry is out of this world. And you know what? In my own life, in my, at times, I've too have maybe thought about that once in a while. Like, hey, is this too good to be true? Or is that a magnitude of, of a loving relationship with his disability and her lifestyle? Because if you haven't seen it, Hannah is very athletically fit. She's very beautiful. Uh, you know, she's in her mid-20s, extremely attractive. Not only that, but especially her personality. She has a very bubbly, funny loving personality she loves everyone she wants to treat everyone fairly she wants everyone to be taken care of she's the whole package she's a really cool young woman and people take that and say oh she's so freaking hot why would she be with a such a disabled young man who is practically in a worthless body you know, people like that just really uh, grind my gears. You know, just why are you going out of your way to mock this interabled relationship? Sorry, I keep saying that because I'm just so it's so ingrained in my brain. So let's back up a little bit now. Tangent over. Because let's talk about what is the problem here with labeling it as interabled. Well, first we need to look at, when we look at the rising awareness and the rising perception of these relationships of someone who is in a wheelchair or disabled, again, very visible, 
disability. We'll come back that we'll come back to that in a moment. Versus someone who's very athletically fit, someone a very beautiful and a loving personality. You know, polar opposites as far as the physicalities go. And it just seems like people can't wrap their head around how someone's so beautiful and aesthetically attractive could even be with someone who may be, I hate to use this, but I'm just saying, who may be perceived as physically and sexually repulsive. You know, that would be the disabled person, or that would be like Shane Burkaw's case. And people don't get the idea that uh, high attraction can be with someone considered low attraction. You know, we so pursue and are so obsessed with the ideas that attraction has to equal each other. In some regards, yeah. But the laws of attraction also bring into play that opposites attract. Now, look at the personalities. They're great. A lot of times it's what it is. And, you know, it really is the inner beauty and the inner connection of people that really holds us together. Because, like, uh, when you look at the Bible and you look at just life in general, beauty, aesthetic beauty, physical attraction, physical beauty, the butterflies from physical attraction that we often make a priority, all of that will fade away because it does fade away. It's just going to slip away over time and then you're left with facing the reality of what love is. That unconditional caring and loving for each other. That's what's going to get you through the inevitable battles in your relationship and with each other. Is What I recommend is finding those similar values, holding on to them. Because interests, that's whatever. You can have totally opposite interests, but similar and identical values and work out. That's the way it really ought to be. And so my question is, why do we have to label it as interable at all? I brought this up with some people. Like to me, it just seems like the more we use that term, the more the public is going to continue using labels in any kind of abnormal or different looking relationship. Like nowadays, uh, we often will see like interracial relationships. I think that's wrong. Like who cares if a white woman is married to a black man? Like to continue calling that an interracial relationship is just stupid. Now, like here's a story. Uh, So I live in a predominantly white conservative area, whatever. So 
um, recently, it's like two months before the George Floyd incident and that kind of public resurgence of Black Lives Matter and all that going on during the summer of 2020. In March of 2020, um, this uh, couple who is a white woman married to a black man and they have their children, they moved into this town that's near me and it was all public, it was all over social media, but in their mailbox, uh, they got a threatening letter telling them to get out of the town, uh, threatening them with their lives, saying, go back to the ghetto. And it's like, dude, come on. And it was all over social media, all over the news. And so it was, have these thoughts like really gone away? Are we ever going to accept the differences in relationship? Are we going to let go of our obsessions of fearing what we don't understand? Honestly, I'm not sure because that's a very human thing. It's just part of the fault of humanity. And I'm talking to people about this and uh, this one person is in a relationship with a non-disabled person and this person's mother labels it as a mixed marriage. (laughs) You know, and are we even... How much progress are we really making? You know, and it comes down to is being in, in a this type of relationship who cares if it's interabled? Who cares if it's interracial? Is it helping or harming? I say it doesn't matter. I say if you personally choose to make your type of relationship public, to share the struggles with people, to share the awesomeness with people about that kind of relationship, more power to you. You are helping people understand that those relationships exist. You are getting people outside of their comfort zone. You are getting stupid people past their ignorance. You know, I'm going to say my own thoughts on this with being disabled and wanting certain relationships. I've been in a relationship before myself. And, you know, it's really obnoxious how um, disabled people are still under the impression that all disabled people are angelic, innocent people who ha- who are asexual. Um, this is, these are all presumptions from the public. And it's like, if we are in a relationship, it's cute or it's adorable. And as if disabled people don't have any kind of real autonomous romantic feelings or sexual feelings or anything like that. It's weird to the public and to society that someone who is severely physically disabled can have a satisfactory 
romantic and sex life. You know, we're not quite there yet, obviously. You know, again, go back to YouTube and see all the people bashing that relationship and saying it's fake, and you never hear the end of it. You know, it's just insane. Uh, so I, I suppose, like, being a disabled person, growing up in this kind of environment, I've really gradually opened my eyes more to the struggles of what minorities go through. You know, we're a minority ourselves. One of the largest, if not the largest, minority, depending on which data you look at and uh, the demographics. But it really is a personal matter in how you use your relationship. If you want to be private about it, go ahead. You know, I've talked with other people who say they praise those who are raising awareness for relationships with a disabled and non-disabled person, but they also want to be private at the same time. And that's cool. You do that in a way. I kind of want to go that route as well once I um, go into my next relationship. I don't, I don't want to be the spokesperson, really, of what is that type of relationship and how it looks to people. I mean, if people ask me questions, yeah, sure, but I'm not going to uh, be someone that needs to to live up to every expectation that people put onto the relationship. Have you ever done that before? Trying to live up to people's expectations all the time to be what they present you to be or to act the way that other people want you to act? It's, it's very exhausting. Because here's my other question. What about invisible disabilities? Let's call them invisibilities. Someone else brought this up to me as well, because, like, they have an invisible disability, and the other person is not disabled. But to the regular person, they're not going to notice that. So in those situations, do we still call it an interabled relationship, or do we only call those with super obvious physical disabilities an interabled relationship? Because obviously the kind of the point is disabled and non-disabled. You know, we got one race and another race, okay? But when you look at it this way, it's like, then where do you draw the line? Like, who cares if someone is more obviously disabled than the next disabled person? If they have an invisible disability, like... Um, they are, they go through, they have seizures, like they are, or any kind of thing like that, or they have certain other physiological issues. Those are invisible disabilities, and they still count. You know, you got epileptics with all that. That's not fair either. So, where do you draw the line? That's why it's just stupid to 
label everything we do as disabled people. They put labels on all of us just because they want to be the good person and say, hey, look, we're helping these disabled people by supporting their interabled relationship. First of all, stop right there, Susie. You're not being, or whatever your, your name is, Karen. Stop right there, Karen. And the, first of all, the fact that you are putting that immediate label on a, a relationship that has nothing to do with you, that already is a red flag. Like, who cares if a disabled person is dating that pretty attractive woman? Or who cares if that disabled girl is dating that physically fit, uh, awesome guy? Who cares? Yeah, it's abnormal and maybe weird to you, but we need to stop using these labels. And especially with that last one saying that it's a mixed marriage. Oh my word, that's just terrible. I know, I think we just, as society progresses and we have these residual thoughts left over and these older labels slowly being passed down from previous generations until those perspectives slowly die out, uh, the ignorance is never going to go away. You can disagree with them. That's fine. But if you are going out of your way to do so in a negative fashion, that's a problem. Learn to at least understand. If the couple is private about it, Leave them alone. Do your own research on that type of relationship. Disabled people can date in real life. It's not a fantasy. We go on dates. We get married when insurance allows us to. That's another story. But yes, we date. We get married. We go on group dates. We have sex. We have one night stands. We go on Tinder. We do all kinds of things. Like if only y'all knew. If only y'all knew how normal disabled people think and how disabled people feel about others. You know, I was just talking to my therapist actually. And so, uh, can you imagine if everyone in the world broadcasted their thoughts in Times Square in New York or on a big screen? Everyone would go crazy because we would think, oh, there's no way that person could think that way. Or how dare you have normal thoughts? Or how dare you have thoughts of a regular person? <laughs> yeah, surprise. So we really need to continue being better at no longer fearing what we don't understand. 
We need to continue being better at awareness, disability awareness. I'm not saying everyone go out there and make a YouTube channel or an Instagram and all that to make her voice heard. I'm saying that people need to do their research and not let other people do their research for them. Or ask questions. We can talk, most of us. We like, some of us like to share. If you ask us, don't presume what we can and can't do. Talk with us. Ask us questions. Yes, we feel love too. We want to be loved and we want to give love. Like, can you imagine if we labeled a relationship as interabled because someone is better at, I don't know, accounting and the other partner is better at playing volleyball? Does that count as interabled relationship too? You see how stupid that is? If they have different abilities, is that interabled relationship? It's nonsense. It's just a relationship. Someone once said, a relationship is a relationship is a relationship. Interpret that how you please, but here on the Handy Schlapped show, everyone's a little bit off, but we all are playing the same game. We all just play it a little bit differently. So, think about that throughout this week. If you're in a relationship, awesome. No matter what it is. If you're in the struggles of being single or you're just single, that's fine too. In fact, the Bible says that marriage is a gift, but so is singleness. Now, that's another thing too that we have to look at. Single disabled people. Don't just think that because they're disabled that that's the only reason why they're single. It may be other reasons. Some of us feel like we have to try harder than a regular person does. You know, it's, it's not that we're trying to play victimization. That's a whole other topic I can't really stand. Victimization, but when you really take a step back and you look at people, it's hard not to fall into the trap of victimization. We've all done it at some point. We've all tried really hard to pursue another person and it spat back in our face. You know, as Howard on the Big Bang Theory once said when he was talking with the, the female character Penny, Penny says to Howard, Howard, don't you think that you try too hard? Howard, he's not disabled, he's just kind of geeky. Howard says to Penny, look at me. What chance do I have if I don't try too hard? Or something like that. And you know, that really sat with me at one point. It's like, us as disabled people, 
yes. Sometimes we get a little weird. Sometimes we have to learn how to be better at our approach. And I'm gonna admit, I need to be better at my own approach. I need to be better at how I use my disability in a pursuit of a relationship. I just need to be better at being better. You know, it's not really about our circumstances. It's about how we use them and how we respond to them. Maybe you are disabled. Maybe you're too short, too skinny, too fat. You're a different people of person of, of color. You have a, a vis- an invisible disability. You want to be with someone that's completely out of your league. Or you're the one out of their league. Or you never feel like you're going to accomplish anything because of your disability or your circumstances. Or because you're trapped in the endless cycle of what society labels you as. What they ought to think of you. Or what they do think of you. So you have to act that certain way to fit their societal criteria. To fit the social structure of what you should be. No, that's not the case. Well, just be yourself. Pursue God. God will help you in your identity. Don't listen to what others say about you. Date that person you want to date. Don't label it as anything. It's a relationship. That's it. It's not about interracial or interabled. Who cares? You want to call it that? Fine. It's two sides of the same coin. Sure, it may be helpful in bringing up awareness and helping people learn about these relationships. I love that. But when we get to the point of overusing these labels to put a perception onto a relationship or an individual and nothing else as in generalization that's the problem learn from each other talk to each other again don't change something just because you don't understand it just be yourself and help bring yourself to God because God is going to give you your purpose. God is your purpose. And just live your life the way he has it for you. Let's pray together. Dear Lord God, we thank you so much for everyone listening to this show. Thank you for the gift of love, Lord, because we love because you first loved us, Lord. Give us direction in our lives and be with those struggling with labels, be with those struggling with fitting a certain way 
because society tells us to be a certain way. Lord, I just thank you for all that you do. We thank you, we glorify you, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of Handy Slap, talking about these type of relationships. I'm actually thinking about continuing this conversation. Stay tuned. Actually, there's so much more to say about this. So hang tight. We'll see where we go with it. Until next time, this is Reverend Jordan Schrader. Stay safe. Continue being awesome. And as always, stay classy. Take care.